0: to do springs from the knowledge that we can do doubt and fear are the great enemies of this knowledge and he who encourages them thwarts himself at every step he who has conquered doubt and fear has conquered failure ladies and gentlemen my name is jay woodford and you are listening to the selling unleashed podcast Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. Act as though it were impossible to fail. In this video, we talk about how to kick the living shit out of your fears. Brady says, I often find myself feeling like I am less than or beneath my prospects when I am calling them or meeting them to talk about our products. Is there something wrong with me? If not, how do I overcome my timidity? There are, there's a lot of variations of that question, which get asked a lot of different ways. Um. a lot of the questions that I get really actually kind of boil down to that because that is one of the central things that most salespeople or that a lot of salespeople struggle with. And the other, the other way that that could be framed so that it makes a little more sense for people if they don't, they're not, you know, don't use the word timidity much, it's just obviously being timid or intimidated. Uh, how do I gain more confidence? And that really is a, centralized, a central question for a lot of salespeople because they recognize and think about this for a second. If you had all the confidence in the world, if you didn't have any fear whatsoever, think of the productivity that you could be engaged in because you would have zero fear or apprehension to pick up the phone and call on anybody, anywhere, at any time, or go to a business and approach people. However it is that you prospect, you would have no apprehension to do what it is that you need to do. And I, I 100% believe that fear is, is one of the biggest Killers of a successful sales career or the inability to deal with it. I don't have an answer to your question You'd have to reach out personally. I can't I mean I'd have to have a conversation with somebody to to begin to try to break that down and by the way I just want to preface this by saying I am NOT an expert I am NOT trying to pretend to be an expert because I I am NOT Trained in the field of psychology all I can speak from is my own experience my own experience in dealing with other people and uh, And hopefully that can give you some answers there's a lot of different ways that we could go with this. I think, um, I think that I think that for a lot of things, I think that a person's perspective, the way that they look at things, I think that I think that the root of a lot of problems. If you look at fear and timidity, that is something that, to me, it's it's symptomatic of something. It's not this isn't the cause. The problem is not fear. People who deal with this and think that they're they lack confidence have a tendency to also turn around and think that that is who I am. They internalize that and take that on as their very identity when I think that that is, a, that is a catastrophic mistake, a catastrophic evaluation of the situation to make. And here's why. Because I think that a lot of our problems are rooted in the way that we look at things. I think a lot of it has to do with perspective, beliefs that we have around certain things, um, and our evaluation of a situation. If we... If, if we are facing a situation like for instance let's just pick a, a day-to-day thing that salespeople deal with salespeople act like picking up the phone to make a cold call is gonna get them killed really I mean there's that level of fear around rejection around all that stuff that comes along with it that in and of itself is rooted in an incorrect evaluation of the situation you've come to the wrong conclusion so this isn't a matter of there's something intrinsically wrong with you that we can't fix. This isn't something that's in your DNA and that can't be altered. This is merely a belief system or a perspective that just needs to be changed. You need to, we, need to, we need to settle down and be, and rationally look at this and come to the right conclusion about what's really happening. So that's one thing. The point of that whole spiel was to say I, 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 it freaks me out when I hear people internalize this stuff and say this is who I am because it's not who you are I used to be timid in a lot of ways until I developed the belief that I could do it and then all hell broke loose literally I mean everything opened up for me when I saw that I could I got pissed off enough and things opened up and that's the same thing that can happen and what really what that was was my perspective how I saw things change so that's that's the key is to know that you can this can be changed, and it's only happening because of the way that you see things, not because you're a wimp, not because you lack confidence, and not because you're a coward. Don't ever think that. All of us are cowards. When we see things the wrong way and we let fear overtake us, faith is gone. We have no belief. We are, by default, inevitably going to become cowards. So, you know, one other quick thing to do with perspective is I think that uh, this is symptomatic of an incorrect way that a lot of salespeople look at their, at what it is that they do. I think that for so long the dominating paradigm in the world of sales that has been passed down through management in a lot of companies, is that either you sell the the prospect or they sell you on reasons why they shouldn't buy, and it's it, it what it creates is this. Win lose lose win scenario. Whereas if you do, if you go into that situation, you don't come up with a sale, you lost. I fundamentally and you you can have your own opinions on that. I know that there's a lot of people have strong opinions on this. I fundamentally believe that that is absolutely asinine. Not only just incorrect. I think it's absolutely asinine. If you think that your product or service is the best out there bar none and can solve every person's problem pertaining to that or that every single person you meet with has that problem, I think you're you're living on a different planet. I'm a big fan. To me, my whole premise in sales is, I mean not my whole premise, but a, a very foundational belief that I have is that I'm only gonna do business with people who need what I want. When when you hear when you hear people say things like, he's such a good salesperson, he could sell iced Eskimos. That's not selling. That's that's highlighting. This guy is so good at duping people, he could dupe somebody into buying something from them that they don't that they don't need. That's con artistry. That's scam bullshit. And when you are taking money from somebody who doesn't who doesn't need what you have, that's stealing. That's a scam, and I absolutely abhor that. I, I think that for most people, for most people, for most industries, uh, a lot of people you're going to meet with sh- you shouldn't be doing business with. And I wouldn't want to spend time trying to do business with people I shouldn't be doing business with because that in a, the long-term the long-term cost of that is huge. And so many people are so short-term. They want to get the deal now, and they're under pressure and all that stuff. And so here's the, here's what I'm trying to get at with that. If you come into the selling situation and you think that it's your job that you have to that you you either win or you lose, that's all there is, you are putting an inordinate amount of pressure on yourself that is very I couldn't imagine it'd be very hard to deal with. And you're setting yourself up to fail because it's unrealistic. But I think one of the things that's been that's been really helpful for me, and one of the reasons that I can have such strong posture with people when I believe in what it is that I'm doing, when I know that I have a solution and you need to look at it not you need to buy it because I don't know your scenario. This is why I'm able to have the kind of posture that I do when I'm selling because I fundamentally absolutely believe that you should look at this. If 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 what I'm selling to you is related to whatever it is that you're doing then you need to look at it. I'm not you are not I'm not going to leave you alone until we sit down and look at this. But I'm coming into it letting people know that this may not be a fit and I'm not gonna twist your arm and force you to buy something that doesn't make sense for you to buy, okay? My perspective is this. Two people coming together to look at a problem and evaluate whether or not we should move forward with it because if what I have makes sense for you, it's gonna benefit you immensely, it's gonna benefit me financially immensely, that's why I'm here selling this. But I'm not gonna convince somebody to buy something they don't need because that's setting yourself up for problems down the road and above all else it's unethical the reason that when I call people I've always been able to say to them listen I'm going I'm to tell you this right now I'm going to call you every three days for the next three weeks three months three years however long it takes for you to sit down and take a look at this now I'm saying this to you with the understanding that I am not going to try to convince you to buy my product or service we're going to look at this and see if it makes sense But once you have the information you need to make a decision, the ball's in your court. It's totally up to you. If you decide this isn't a fit or we decide together this isn't a fit, I am not going to try to extract money from you that you shouldn't be giving to me in the first place. Does that make sense? And so by doing that, I tee everything up so that I'm not coming in there. There's not this typical unspoken expectation that this guy's a salesperson and he's going to try to convince me or coerce me no matter what I say. And I'm going to have to deal with this fight because that's what a lot of people, that's their apprehension dealing with salespeople because people, because they understand that's been the mode that's been taught to them for so long is either you, you walk out of there with a deal or you lost. And I think that that's very incorrect. So that was a long answer, but I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to give that context to that, that <clears throat> the, what I think is, is a better way may not be the, the only way to look at it. Obviously it's not the only way to look at it, but it's to me, it's a better way to look at it. Where um, it eases that burden and makes it so that you're not going to be timid, because I think that a lot of a lot of salespeople and follow me on this. I think that a lot of salespeople are timid because <clears throat> they are being told by a prospect to dance. Prove to me why it is that I should why it is that I should buy your product or service. And and then what does a salesperson do? I got to prove. Th- I have to prove it. I have to answer this correctly. That's a lot of pressure. I don't like to do that. I like to say. I like to step back and say, maybe you shouldn't. But let's talk about some things. Because if you should, then this is going to be very beneficial to you. And if you shouldn't, then there's no sense in us talking further beyond getting to that point where we figure that out. And that completely deflects all that pressure that's being put on you. And that I think a lot of salespeople inevitably put on themselves by thinking that that's what they have to do. So again, this is all perspective stuff. These are all these mental tools that you can use to look at things in a different light that'll hopefully create a different response. Because like I said, I 100% believe that fear and timidity, these are symptoms. They're not, these aren't the problem. They're just symptoms. This is, if you do this, if you put this into the computer, into the, into the machine, this is the result that's going to spit out. And that's how we function. I mean, <clears throat> I know the level of posture that I, that I can, and by posture, I mean confidence um, and relentlessness. And, but I can also tell you right now, without flinching that if I try to sell something that I don't believe in I am a freaking I fall fall apart like a cheap suitcase and that's how this functions belief has to be there I act like a coward if I if I had to go out and sell some certain things that I didn't know anything about or that I didn't believe in and I had to fake it or I had to I had to go out there to sell this person regardless of whether or not they should have I would fall apart I couldn't function in that environment and yeah there's people that can but I call them con artists because that's what they're doing. They're faking themselves out. They're faking something. They're bullshitting. Call it what it is. What else came to mind? There was one more thing that came to mind. Probably the most important part that came to mind. <clears throat> it's a big reason why I am such a fan of the book Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, because I, it, to me, showed me how I was able to break out of this. It wasn't theoretical this to me is not theoretical it's a 100% well I don't know about 100% but some of the fundamental premises that I talk about and going to talk about and if you read the book you'll see are to me there's there's so they they reveal so much of how this mechanism works how we how we create desire how we create beliefs how our appetites are formed all these different things that are so fundamental to giving us the motivation to do the things that we need to do and all that <clears throat> one of the things that i extracted from this or that it it highlighted to me as to how i was able to change so fast early on was that you and i we can never stop um mentally rehearsing things we are always going to be imagining things and sales even more so situations where there's there's emotional um that's word i'm looking for there's a lot of stuff at stake we're going to tend to engage in this in this process of um mental rehearsal and if if you and i are not very conscious of of imagining and rehearsing ourselves performing well at a high level we by default are going to imagine ourselves getting the shit kicked out of us and i know that every one of you who is watching this right now any of you who is going to watch this know exactly what i'm talking about you picture picking up that phone and see, and having that prospect rip your face off or in the face-to-face meeting the exact same thing what does that do that creates the fear why he says it in this book because our nervous system cannot tell the difference between a real experience and one that is imagined vividly the subconscious cannot tell the difference between a real experience and one that is imagined vividly so if you're imagining going in there like a dog with his tail between its legs and getting the crap kicked out of you in so far as your nervous system is concerned, that's a real experience. So, what do you think the natural response is going to be to that? So, what we have to do is take control of that mechanism and start using it to propel ourselves forward and dismantle fear and, and use it to stop us from uh, self-sabotage. And so the only way to do that is to imagine. Yourself performing at a high level successfully imagine yourself being able to navigate the selling situation successfully and again Let me reiterate this successfully doesn't mean walking out with a sale to me successfully means being able to Handle stalls and objections and being able to walk away from it being a no if it doesn't turn out to be a sale Being able to sell live to sell another day. That's crucial You're not taking this on as a loss so when the prospect says, dance, bitch, basically saying to you, why should I buy your product or service? Why should I give you this time? When you respond to them in a way where you deflect that and you say something like, I don't know if you should, that takes all that pressure and removes it from yourself. So it's it's knowing these little ways, these principles, because to me, it's the principle of that. I'm not, I don't, he's telling me I need to prove to, I don't, I have nothing to prove. <laughs> you... Listen, it may not make sense for us to do business. We may get to some point, We along this path of us exploring these options, we may get to a to a point at which we may say, I don't think it's going to make sense for us to do business together. Are you okay with that? It's things like, because that is actually where I'm functioning from. It may not make sense for us to do business together. And so you d- take all that pressure, and you deflect it. So it's being able to understand certain principles like this, which, you know, I'll, I'll unload as much of that as I can and you can use what makes sense to you um and and implement that but but here's the key practice it you have to practice you have to spend time practicing bar none the biggest single thing that made me transform from being timid and scared lacking confidence and lacking ability in sales and in public speaking was practicing it spending a lot of time practicing in no pressure situations no pressure no pressure because Pressure creates rigidity. Being able to practice in a non-threatening environment, a, a zero-stress environment where it's just you, you're role-playing with yourself, and you're you're mentally rehearsing, or you're actually verbally rehearsing a, a, a sales interview. That is how you're going to be able to do this. And you'll find the more that you do this, the more it starts to come out. You know, you're going to go out into the sales field, and you're going to continue to mostly do what you do now. But gradually, the more you do this, boom. I just said what I said in that in that last sales interview. What <clears throat> I had practiced last night when I was role playing with myself, and it came out naturally. That's how this happens. And not only that, it also gives you the ability to because remember, think remember this, remember this, write this down, tattoo it on your forehead if you have to, put it on your mirror. The nervous system cannot tell the difference between a real experience and one that's imagined vividly. So if you are practicing that, it's also building in you the belief that you can successfully execute this and navigate around these roadblocks, and it's it's going to create the desire to want to do it. And what are the two most important things? If you can have all the tactics in the world, you can have all that stuff, and go to seminar after seminar and learn the greatest sales systems in the world, but if you don't have an appetite, if, you're, if you are not obsessed and you don't have the belief that you can do this, you're done. You're, you're absolutely, there's nothing to talk about. You're done. And this is what fires me up so much about this book and that concept, is because that is how this is done. You know, I love the book Think Thing Guruish. That book changed my life at a young age. <clears throat> Desire, chapter one. Uh, not chapter one, it's the first thing. Desire and then belief or faith. How you develop that is what psychocybernetics is to me. And this is the way that we do this. The way that we've developed the fear and the timidity is through mental rehearsal. It's the same same process is being used, but it's being used against us. We're using it against ourselves. Versus the process of actually practicing. And practicing the right things, doing it over and over again until it becomes internalized. <clears throat> That's how you make this change. So... Figure out some of these principles. I have them in in the videos. I'm going to be pumping out more of this stuff. Follow along with that. Whoever you, whoever it is that that speaks to you about sales, in a way that that is <clears throat> fits your style, uh, and is ethical. Uh, you know, use that stuff and go practice it. Just go practice it. Practice it on the phone. And remember. You, you don't have to book every call. You don't. Some people, it's, it's just not going to happen. They're, they're not a fit. They're not somebody you should even do business with. But when you know how to do some of these things, you know how to ask the questions, and you go into it knowing, listen, you're starting at this level. You can never make a phone call, go to a sales meeting, and then go to, go to here as far as your income. You can only, you, every single time, you, you have, you're having that bat to go up to increase things. So you never have anything to lose. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. I've said enough any questions you have, please email me, comments, reach out. I love to hear how this helps you. Please, please do that. That means everything to me. So in the comments, tell me how this has helped you and uh, feel free to email me anytime because that is the fuel for my fire to be able to make the time to want to do this. So thank you very much for being here. See you on the next one.